0: Well, it's Brent's birthday, it's Brent's birthday, it's Brent's birthday, it's Brent's
1: birthday, it's Brent's birthday,
0: we're homo superior. (laughs) Issue 137. I'm Kalen. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. I'm
2: Adam. And I am thoroughly (laughs) assured it is not my birthday, but I guess close enough. Thank you, Kalen.
0: You are um, welcome. Happy birthday, birthday, you dumb bitch.
2: Yeah, What, uh, you guys, the gift, it fits perfectly. Yeah. My, my birthday is actually on Sunday. Um, uh, I intentionally schedule it for Mother's Day. And uh, we've intentionally scheduled and Madness to continue on our third. <laughs> um, it's
0: like a nesting doll of uh, gifts here.
2: Yes, we're just doing a transition. So, um, we are continuing our Mutant Madness this week. Uh, we picked a bunch of X-Men teams, matched them up. You guys gave us some brackets. We talk, we vote, and then uh, we find out which of you is going home with a, or staying home with a $50 Amazon gift card. <laughs> hey,
0: Shantae, you stay, Brent, because it's your birthday. Yes,
2: okay. I, I'm not going home. No one, no one here is going home. Not what we're deciding, but may happen anyway. Okay, so this week we are doing our miscellaneous weird teams. These are the ones that are hardest to classify. And it's perfectly appropriate that Finnegan Applebaum uh, take over and (laughs) tell us about the teams.
1: Okay. Applebaum is Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's been my last couple weeks name on Zoom. Uh, from my phone, it's Buddy Frankenstein. So sometimes I have both of them in there. Um, Is so that the buddy... Frankenstein
2: after Buddy Holly crashed?
1: Nope, no, no. It's Frankenstein's nope. little buddy.
0: That's Buddy Frankenstein's monster. 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 Is the plane, I think. <laughs>
1: right? yeah,
0: uh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <No. laughs> anyway, so when we were doing all these lists, we had basically Excalibur and X Factor had nowhere to go. And so they have become their own chunk, which is miscellaneous, which is strange, which is weird, which is odd. Exiles is also included, but that's basically just Excalibur's cross time to the nth degree. So we'll just straight up start off. Hey, hey, Clark,
2: can I pause you for a second? Yeah. Uh, There's one thing I meant to do. I wanted to read off who are the top contenders. Oh, yeah, yeah, please do. Um, so currently, um having only missed one team so far with 15 points, Brett Manns is currently in the lead. And then number two with 14 is Mike Moon, and then tied for third, each with 13 points, are Timothy Harkin, Evan Cooper, and Clifford Chen. So Brett looks like let's get back. Well, I was just gonna say, I'm pretty sure some of these people are doing better than our own brackets. Yeah. <laughs> Where say, are both- yeah, there are, you guys You guys are doing second and third and last place. <laughs> Who's doing last place? Ryan, who hasn't entered in any of his information. Oh, good job.
3: <laughs> I, I've emailed it in. I don't know why you're
2: not checking that email. <laughs> I don't enter in your information. Email it to me to show Very that you've busy. actually gotten it. Oh my God. Hey,
0: Ryan, I'll do
1: I'll do it for you later. Thank you. Yeah. Clark. I can back to you. Okay, so yeah, let's go back to it. So there are five different ex, um, five different X Factor teams, four different Excalibur teams, and then we got a bunch of other randos. Let's start with um, first one off is original X Factor versus new exiles. Original X Factor was the uh, starting off with Bob Layton's run, which was only uh, issues one through six, and then Louise Simonson took over for six, um, excuse me, seven through 70. So that is from 1986 to 1991. The characters are Cyclops, Marvel Girl, Beast, Iceman, and Angel, who became Archangel. This is the originals put under a new storyline. Originally, Dazzler was supposed to be the female lead, but Kurt Busiak got the idea to make Jean have never been Phoenix. So we got her back and Cyclops became a deadbeat. I did not know that.
3: Yep. Yeah. Oh, I only
1: knew that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan didn't care about anything else.
0: I
3: definitely knew
1: that. <laughs> uh, and they're going up against the New Exiles, which is an, it was a Chris Claremont creation from 2008. Um, and It is Sabretooth from the A... Um, AoA universe, Morph, Rogue, Sage, Cat, Psylocke, and Mystique. Sage and Psylocke are all from the 616 universe. This spun out of New New Excalibur, his New Excalibur, and the regular Exiles coming together, having a storyline called um, "Die by the Sword." And let's start off. Who wants to start off with original X Factor versus New Exiles?
0: I can start. Um, so, original X Factor was the second major spinoff from the X Men: New Mutants, being the first one. It was a way to bring the original five back, and the win, and and you know, uh, it ended up being a vehicle for the resurrected Jean Grey. It also showed Cyclops being the, the caddiest of cads, leaving behind Madeline Pryor and his newborn son to go hook up with this old flame that was not quite reborn, but basically reborn. Um, It started off as uh, them posing as mutant hunters uh, because of Angel's college roommate, Cameron Hodge, who clearly was uh, telegraphed as a villain early on. Uh, But the whole thing was they were trying to like rescue younger mutants uh, because of the heightened mutant hysteria that was happening. First six issues are kind of blah, and then it starts getting really good when Louise Simonson takes over as a writer and then her husband, Walt Simonson, who is one of my favorite uh, classic artists, uh, takes over. You see a lot of like great stuff happen uh, and stuff that's seismic in the um, X-Men universe, including the introduction of Apocalypse, who was originally an X-Factor villain, Angel becoming Archangel, um, and so on and so forth. Um, It was, uh, it had its ups and downs, but it was a really good book. Meanwhile, New Exiles is unreadable. It's trash, it's bad. It's just bad. I tried reading it and I couldn't. Why? What? uh,
3: So uh, this was a time frame um, in terms of all new Exiles is when Chris Claremont said, no, I still work here. I'm technically, I work here. You know I work here. I technically am still paid by it. So they were trying to figure out some way to give him a book that wasn't a main continuity book. So they basically said, go into Exiles territory, so we don't really have to deal with you being crazy. So, I would say he put together what he wanted of characters that he wanted from his past. So, he created Psylocke, and he created Sage, and he was very proud of those two characters. From there, he basically tried to create an X-Men team that was reminiscent of the past, the ones that he enjoyed. So, he put this team together. There was really no cohesion to it. It seemed very uh, all over the place. Uh, I was not a huge fan of this series. Does
1: anyone disagree in any way? No, the characters were, we never really got who the fuck rogue even was. It was just some other rogue. There was like a Namor like water gambit that was going on there. Mystique (laughs) was a male like in male form, so that was slightly interesting, but we still got zero backstory from him. And it was it was just it was shockingly bland.
4: Were the they problem all...
1: was, the other issue was that for some reason they were paying him to do both New Excalibur and Exiles, and they're like, shit, why are we paying him to make two shitty comics? Let's just yeah. have him shove them together and make one shitty comic instead.
0: Yeah.
4: Which were... was very nice for, for him and for
1: universes? us.
4: What? Was was it like everyone just from completely different universes or... Yeah,
3: the okay. only ones that we actually knew were Psylocke and Sage, Sage from and, our, and our 616 universe. Yeah, right.
1: yeah, and Sabretooth was from Age of Apocalypse. Right.
3: The, the yeah. only thing, uh, original X-Factor was a cool idea bringing back the original team. I, I enjoy that concept and I like some of the dynamics of saying like, oh, these team that used to be friends all these years ago are back together. So, yeah. I like and you had some revelations, but not huge ones. Um, Iceman obviously didn't come out yet. I think that yeah. was a great revelation <laughs> yeah. in the 80s, but um, it, it, it just it was sort of lackluster. But I think they brought in so many good ideas and concepts, and especially bringing in Apocalypse, I think that'll last forever. So, you all a- especially that movie, that movie was so good,
1: yes. I have I'll a feeling you.
4: where, I have a feeling I know where this vote is going. So I think based on, because like Claremont is coming up a lot from this and sort of a very consistent fall from grace from his like all yeah. new, all, all day X-Men run. All new all, all day, day. x All day X-Men. <laughs> um, my question was going to be to you all, like are there uh, writers or people that because there's a lot of people that seemingly felt like you know obviously Rob Layfield's no longer remembered as great as he was back in the 90s even though it was shitty back then but like all these people that kind of rose to infamy during like the 80s and 90s in terms of comics Frank Miller I feel like also like has had his like lots of ups and downs post his really like big uh, eras are there like people that have been able to consistently make it through from a creative perspective?
0: I do. I think there's a bunch, and a lot of them are kind of more in the independent um, area. Like Alan Moore, I think, still like puts out like very good output, um, even though I think some of his stuff is sort of problematic. Peter David uh, rose to fame in the '80s, and I think has been uh, mostly consistent. Uh, Mark Wade is another one. Um, some of his stuff can be a little ho hum, but like he's a competent writer. Like a lot of these folks, like they sort of kept. It, I'd also so add- funny. I'd also add Warren Ellis to that, obviously. Oh. Yeah, War, yeah. War, I think of Warren as a little bit later on, but like, yeah, like he definitely got his prominence in sort of the mid mid to late 90s and then um, like has definitely done that. Grant Morrison's another good example of somebody who I think has been pretty consistent. Uh, um, but it's so funny that you brought that up, Adam, because I was thinking the same thing because like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were lauding Claremont's, both his kind of his original 100 issues and in the Outback era, and then everything that we're discussing from the last, uh, I would say 20 years has just been unmitigated shit. It's just really tough to like kind of get through. And it's like, uh, there's been very few creators I've seen like be a total like like 180 uh, as far as quality output, uh, which is kind of sad. You know? um,
4: well, I don't wanna, we can definitely save the argument for a longer discussion, but it feels like we're ready to vote. <laughs> yeah, I have <laughs> yeah. more
1: to say later. Next time we talk about this, I have more to say about the other one. All right. Okay.
2: Well, then let's throw it to a vote. All, all in favor of original X Factor going forward. All right, it's five to zero. Congratulations, X Factor. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations on breaking up a fan.
3: Okay,
1: that was my... um. I, when, when I ranked these, that was my number one versus my number 16. So I, <laughs> like, that's how you're supposed to, that's how yeah, ranking that's, happens. That's
4: seeding. We've all played yeah. sports, yes. Clark. Uh,
1: anyways, okay, I so next it. one up is the most recent Excalibur, which is the Krakoa Excalibur versus the Stardammers from War of Kings. Um, Krakoa Excalibur is currently t- 2019, certainly there's nine issues so far. The creator is Teeny Howard and Marcus Doe. It is about Otherworld has been taken over by Morgan Lefay, and Brian Braddock has, is turned into like some sort of wraith. So Elizabeth Braddock, who once, once Psylocke, has to become Captain Britain, and Apocalypse does some shifty stuff to try to get them to take it over. And Starjammers, right after Brubaker's run um, when they have to go up in space to get to stop, uh, not Gladiator, excuse me, Gabriel Summers from taking over. He, in fact, takes over Shi'ar Empire and Havoc, Polaris, Rachel Gray, Chode, Longknife, Corvus, and Lalandra have to join, join together to become a full group of Starjammers after Havoc's father, Corsar, dies. And that goes through Emperor Vulcan, X Men Kingbreaker, and War of Kings. So that's 2007 to 2009, and then they show it back on Earth in X Men Legacy in 2011.
4: You have so, me at Chode, Clark.
3: You have
1: me at Chode. Always. <laughs> so what your
3: people thinking? Uh, for these, I think it's t- I, it's it's always tough to rate the ones that are currently out right now because we don't know where they're going and we don't know how much longevity in terms of like what what impact they might have so it's a little tough uh i i know people are sort of us specifically have talked about how we're not loving the current iteration of Excalibur because some of the voices may be off a little bit or a lot of it and uh just general plot seems sort of kind of over the all over the place I think with that in mind, I think the other one, Starjammers uh, is good, but that had multiple writers, but I think it had one focus in mind.
1: To it get- was also Christopher Yost wrote um, both miniseries.
3: Yeah, which I think he's a great writer. And um, I think he, he was the overall guy that was trying to focus it all on one story. I think once you're story driven and you're trying to go towards certain endpoint, it's always going to be a little bit better so i look back at this and i'm rereading it like uh this week and last week i i think back at this more fondly at doing an overall story and seeing how the x-men interact in like a bigger world in general because sometimes you don't see that and it i mean it's it's a soap opera but it's a fucking space odyssey too so it's i think it's the perfect story for like them being starjammers as the
0: x-men Look. So, uh, oh, go ahead, Clark. No, you're good. Um, I'm going to be a little bit of a dissenting voice here, even though um, the Krakoa Excalibur is one of n- my least favorite of the Dawn of X books. Um, I reread uh, the the Starjammers series, and while I really like the rise and fall of the Shiar Empire, which we'll talk about more next week, um, these miniseries they didn't do very much for me, and they didn't even, despite it having you know Havoc and Polaris and uh, Rachel Gray, it didn't feel like X-Men to me. It felt like a space opera with X characters. Um, I think that is a very, uh, uh, it's it's a very important distinction that we have to make because it it felt like it was part of the whole, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Nova, all that stuff that was happening, which is really exciting. But I think we're talking about like the best X teams here. And Excalibur, uh, the new the newest iteration, even though it has its flaws, it still feels like an X team. It feels like it is furthering the mission of what Krakoa is trying to do uh, through uh, a different sort of dimension with the uh, with the magic stuff. Um, so I think. Do you think that's mean...
1: Well, then I oh, have sorry. to question the whole concept of exiles because most of the exiles storylines end up being like involved not just X Men characters. It's all about um, gosh, we're struggling through all the Claremont stuff we just mentioned. So much of it was about Susan Storm just over and over and over and over again. So like- well, just- wait,
0: till, wait till we get to those brackets because I'm gonna have some pretty similar thoughts. Um, but Brent, you were about to ask something?
2: Well, yeah, my question was going to be, um, is there something fundamentally about space travel that makes it, that, that makes it not X-Men? That maybe makes it more fantastic for like that. Like,
1: no, I don't, no, 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 no. I think I, I think I one know. of the most
2: iconic things is
3: about direct time travel, the days of future past. And then the, uh, the the most iconic thing that you could ever do is completely a space opera, which is the Phoenix saga. So like yeah, they're constantly in space fucking fighting people, and that's the ones that people identify probably the most. But I don't think it's should be. De- I, I know it. It feels more humanizing to put them on Earth and like feel like more like uh, current day sort humans of mutants
2: versus humans. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I mean the, the iconic ones don't tend to be that. I'm er- earthy. Let's,
0: earthy. Yeah. It, it, it's not the, It's not the space stuff, brand at all. Because I mean, like beyond the Dark Phoenix saga and all that stuff. I mean, like they fought the Brood. You know, they fought the the dire raids. Like all that stuff felt like X Men. This specifically, this specifically felt more like it was part of the whole Guardians of the Galaxy like extended universe when it was being published more than it felt like anything with the Um, X-Men. It was just, which is, you know, some people like that. What's that? No, sorry.
3: With with that in mind, do you think Krakoa uh, encapsulates (laughs) currently what like, Th- this, this current iteration, do you think that encapsulates
0: what the X-Men are right now? I think it does to a certain degree. I think there's some flaws to it, especially with the voices. But, like, I think the overarching plotline of what Apocalypse is trying to do is really big. Because him being part of the Quiet Council, being one of the leaders of Krakoa, and finding, you know, a new path through magic and how he's going to try to conquer that field, feels very x men to me more than Starjammers does. So hey, I think- with, with,
3: with that said, one well, of the, big, one is the biggest mysteries that we've ever had in X-Men comics is who is the third Summer's brother? And this addressed who the third Summer's brother
1: was and it gave it. Story. There were
2: only two Smothers brothers.
1: <laughs> the, see, the other thing I was thinking about in regards to this series is so much happened later. You, you know how we had to suffer through the Terrigan mists, and the oh gosh just lost them in my head i mm. we had to suffer through them we had the to deal humans? with the fact that yeah yeah god i don't know what the fuck i was talking, the word came just lost my head <laughs> um we had to struggle with that this stuff brew breaker stuff this brought this entire story in line together so the impact of this is kind of an annoying impact that we had to bring out through the through suffering and finally getting somewhere good and yeah. currently um, the other problem is that I I don't understand the, the storyline between. Uh, <laughs> stop stop texting because I'm reading your text instead of speaking, people. I'm um, reading
2: text, Clark.
1: I wanted to read it.
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, sorry, Well, you called it out, so please. please tarragon yeah. mist is now the new uh, seasoning. I here. love tarragon. <laughs>
3: it goes with
1: anything it's really good I, 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 I think that X, I'm going with the same thing you're thinking in terms of what you're thinking with um War of King Sardammer. I don't think that currently it's really working well The um for Excalibur in making any sense in terms of being an X title at the moment it hasn't tied it back functionally It has a, the only thing that's really functionally t- tying it back right now is Apocalypse and that's Purposely, a question mark at the moment. If we had another couple issues, maybe it would change. I just don't think the series is even slightly good enough for me to even want to vote for. I right, well, think it's, I'm playing, it's I'm, I'm incredibly rough.
4: Let's do it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All,
2: right. all in favor for uh, Krakoa Excalibur moving forward? Give a thumbs up. Kaylin, you had a really compelling argument. It was good. Yeah, yeah, uh, you I did really good. With it, but I do feel like Clark's point about it, it's like too chaotic, and that yeah. it feel like it's got much except for it's unpromised about
0: apocalypse. That's I think that's a fair that's a fair point. I'm not mad about that at all.
1: All right, let's move on, Clark. Okay, so Ecstatics versus all new X Factor. Ecstatics is obviously they were they were X Force for a hot minute, took over. The team name and they are a bunch of lunatic crazies they are orphan dupe anarchist dead girl you go girl fat spike living sector mr sensitive mr milo and a lot of ones that died in one issue uh, <laughs> the run was as i said originally exports 2001 uh was 116 through 129 and ecstatics was from 2002 to 2004 issues one through 25 we actually last year had that one issue um like Return series as well. Um, The creators are Peter Milligan and Malk, uh, Malk, yeah, Malk Allred, Mike Allred. And the verses is All New X Factor, which was after Peter David finished up the one we're going to talk about later, X Factor Investigations. He brought in All New X Factor, which are Danger, Polaris, Quicksilver, Gambit, Cipher, and Warlock. That run was All New X Factor 2014, 1 through 20, and Peter David was the creator and Carmine, Gian Domenico was the artist. This was about a team um, brought together by a fake Google-esque company called Serval to be like their ex team. And we will then talk about it. What do you guys think?
0: So uh, I'll start. Um, I'll start with All New X Factor because I actually read that for the first time this past week. I had never read it before. And I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I mean, Peter David is a, you know, he's a very competent writer. The art was really nice. It had, yes. like, very jagged, angular look to it. Um, and I like, I like the way he does the voices of a lot of these characters. With that said, it felt a little bit like um, I've seen this story before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a um, comic called Wildcats that was published through the 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, and in the early 2000s, uh, there was, it was called Wildcats 3.0. And it was about how they were corporate superheroes working for the halo corporation. This is like, this is just reminding me of it. It's like, I felt like Peter David like read that run and decided to like do his own version of it, which is fine, but not super original. Ecstatics is weird, flawed at times, but it's bonkers. And I think it had a huge impact uh, on some of the X titles moving on. It's just, it is such, it's amazing that it got published and it lasted <laughs> as long as it did. Yeah, uh, And it's, and it's, you know, some of it's really enjoyable. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun in its, uh, to read, and it's just, it's, it's utterly bonkers. And it created Dupe, who is, like, yeah. one of my favorite, like, background Super characters. Super
3: important Duke, Ten out of ten in the back. X-Statics, if it was created today, everyone would marvel at how great it is. Uh, and it still holds up, like, the issues. It's a commentary on superheroes, specifically, I guess, the X-Men.
4: Yeah. But
3: it holds up so well. Um, the writing is current, all the dialogue feels up to date, like everything meshes pretty well. It, this is very hard for me because I love Peter David's writing so fucking much. Uh, he had 20 issues to get out his story. Um, and I know he writes in a way where it's sort of the old school sort of look at it, where he wants to build a giant story the, it, sort of similar to like Claremont where you're building up something bigger in the long run and in the 20 issues I don't know if he accomplished a lot which is very sad because I'm a huge fan of him. Um, I was reading the entire series and uh, even on the last issue he wrote something that was like in case you haven't heard this is the last issue of X Factor at least for now I'm hoping that we will return at some point especially after people get a a load of the end of this story and it was never rebooted ever so it's very yeah. sad because he is a phenomenal writer he represents so much of what the x titles mean but i don't think he necessarily had it for this one he was trying to reboot x factor and be something different but i think ecstatics is just so different it's so iconic the look of it the feel of it the dialogue all that stuff is its own thing that Within when you can create
1: that within the X Men universe, I think that's phenomenal.
0: Also, X Statics is gay as fuck.
1: Yeah, yes. yeah, girl. I, I, I think that I'm I mean, X Statics is on point and really interesting. It, it, I'm sometimes I get a little over just exhausted by like death after death after death after death, which we'll yeah. be talking about later with Exiles. Um, but I, I think Peter David's best thing that he can he does is um he's so good at character development and character mm-hmm. interaction i think that's what he's best at so with this one the story was weaker than both of his other two runs on x factor like yeah. undoubtedly yeah.
3: The, yeah the only thing i want to call out that was phenomenal is he made danger and warlock
1: hook up oh no weird, you, like, we're, we're going to talk about danger's hookups in a little bit as well <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah the the danger, oh yeah, since we're not probably not going to talk about this anymore, the danger cypher um, warlock love triangle was bizarre and very interesting. <laughs> I really that's like...
2: I, gay.
3: That is queer. Yeah, I like the interactions. I like, the, interactions.
1: <laughs> I yeah, like, the, like the slight hint of the fact that at one point Polaris was attracted to Gambit because remember at, at that wedding that she had a gambit strip, a stripper that was looked like Gambit? Oh
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I mean, we're then, all attracted to Gambit, so
1: it's not. Gambit's hot. And, Oh, oh, and then you know, in issue nine, the front cover is of like him with like a blanket, a sheet draped over him because he's just getting out of bed with some woman. So the actual writer, art artist Carmine G Gian Gian Domenico, actually drew another one where it's just like no sheet; he's just straight up naked. <laughs> so like, it's, new, it's out there. What? Send that to you right now. Yeah, okay. if you hear Furious click, click, click.
4: clacking, it's me Googling
1: that.
2: So. Yeah. yeah. All right, should do you ready? guys want to get, uh, throw it to a vote? Yeah, let's give it a go. Uh, yes. uh, all right, uh, all in favor, thumbs up if you think ecstatics should go forward. All right, it's five to zero for ecstatics. And also, by the way, if case it wasn't clear, it was four to one for uh, War of the King Starjammers. Take it away, Clark.
1: Okay, so next up is original Excalibur versus, the oh, if we're talking about X-Factor again, this is the post-Peter David X-Factor. Um, Excalibur are Captain Britain, Megan, Nightcrawler, Phoenix, which is Rachel Gray, Shadowcat, and then a bunch of schmoes we'll probably not talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Excalibur was started in 1988. This run we're talking about right now goes through 94. That is, uh, Chris Claremont's creator is the original writer and Alan Davis was the original artist. And then following Chris Claremont leaving, Alan Davis becomes the new writer. There is a gap between the two. And that's basically about Nightcrawler and Shadowcat got really fucked up when they were fighting the Marauders down in the tunnels. And so they peaced out to the UK and hung out with Captain Britain and Nightcrawler and Megan and Phoenix returned. And that's versus post-David X-Factor is what we decided to call it. The post-Pad X-Factor. We had no idea what to call this fucking thing. <laughs>
4: um,
1: this is Havoc for a little bit. It's mostly Polaris, Sabretooth, Mystique, Wild Child, Forge, Val Cooper, and Chard. So X-Factor was going pretty rough. It didn't have um, many sales. Like this is the actual s- series, not the, not the characters within um, so they decided they needed to get all these villains to try to beef it up, get some in- make it interesting again. So this was their Hail Mary. Obviously, it didn't really last too long. This is from 1995 to 1998. It's X Factor, issues 110 through 149. Creators are a bunch of them. John Francis Moore, Jeff Matsuda, Todd DeZago, and Howard Mackey. Um, so when I was looking on... on um, marvel unlimited i found one issue that i could read how did you guys did you read anything Uh, i I I read this
3: i read the actual issues and they 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 stayed with me in the way that extreme x-men did back in the day so they didn't stay with me at all We'll get
4: to but, that later, though. I I used to read this particular run. I remember as a kid, and I was like, I it, like the minute I saw it, I was like, Oh, people aren't gonna like this,
1: because <laughs> I, <didn't like>
4: <laughs> I didn't even like it as I didn't even I didn't read Excal- the original Excalibur, but I was like, There's no way this could move forward, right? Because it wasn't good. <laughs>
0: it's 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 bad. I I went back and reread the issues right after Peter David was kicked off the yeah. book, and Scott Lobdell I think was writing it. And those like were definite nosedive. Uh, like issue like number one hundred, which had like I think Havoc carrying somebody in his arms who was dying. It might have been like Madrox or Flowers. I can't remember who now. Um, but it's like these issues aren't good, and then they just sort of get worse. Even though John Francis Moore is actually a pretty good writer, uh, but like Todd Dezago and Howard Mackey are just like not good writers at all. Um, totally. So I mean, it's just there's no there's no point in moving this along when Excalibur is. Just such a wonderfully irreverent title.
3: Yeah. It's, it, it's, we like these are quote unquote like spin off series, right? Yeah. So, like, this, th- these are the ones that do it the fucking best. Like, and th- I'm sorry, but a reboot of a reboot of a reboot is not ever mm-hmm. going to do it. And just like a money grab at the last minute, Marvel Now, I'm looking at you, like, it's not going to yeah. make
2: something better All yeah, it seems right. very well, Then with with that let's just go ahead and throw it to <laughs> okay uh, we shouldn't waste time on x-factor in the 90s because they didn't uh thumbs up if you think excalibur should move forward and a five to zero vote uh excalibur goes forward. clark
1: oh gosh okay so this one's gonna be a lopsided um this is the original exiles versus x club exiles are a bunch of people as i said a lot of them die all the time it's blink <laughs> from the age of apocalypse uh nocturne morph mimic thunderbird beat from the 616 universe nemora magic sasquatch Sabretooth from the age of apocalypse sunfire holocaust and magnus and that started in uh 2001, it went, the section we're talking about right now is, went for 68 issues. That's Judd Winnick from um, MTV's Real World fame, yes. Mm -hmm. Chris Claremont will be coming later. We'll be, we talk about him again. And and, uh, Mike McCone. And it's basically about these six people who get dragged together through something called a talus, which makes them have to go and find out how to fix universes that have an issue. And Link is the the one with the talus on her arm, So she's the one who has to like communicate with everything. Uh, Things change a lot. Who's the one pulling the strings kind of stuff changes when every single time a new writer shows up. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is versus X Club, which is a small little team of Dr. Nemesis Vita Rao, Danger, Madison Jeffries, and for Hot Minute Beast and Yuriko Takaguchi. This started in um, the Decimation era Uncanny, on Utopia as like they would have the main storyline and then they'd have like four pages of the team being built. And the team is a bunch of weird, hilarious lunatics. Um, It followed up with two different one shots and then a X-Club miniseries. Uh, one was issues one through five, and they continued to, to appear appearing as a team until release of Weapon X in 2018. Those creators are Matt Fraction and Terry Dodson, and then Simon Spurrier and Paul Davidson were the ones who did the miniseries. They were created in order to find a way to jumpstart Mutant, uh, be able to have Mutants again. Obviously, that wasn't be able to work because we had our dua machina going on with hope that had to happen. Instead, they were there to build utopia basically to make it functional to make it so it didn't fall into the ocean etc etc etc. Every
4: every time you say X Club, I think of S Club so I,
1: I I the last time I did it I, <laughs> thought I did it S Club. Club ain't, ain't nobody like, like an S <laughs> on <wanna> show ho! <laughs> <Hey, you>.
0: oh. <laughs> so what are people thinking? You want me to start or do you want to do it, Ryan?
3: I I'm I'm really torn on this one because X Club is a better written title I think they yeah. have less shockwaves that uh, are still seen today, which makes me really sad because it's, it's really fun character development. These are It's always the people on the outside that are sort of like doing the behind-the-scenes stuff for the X-Men, which it, it, it's really interesting to see. And they all have larger-than-life personalities. Exiles yeah. is uh, when I really got into X-Men, and I thought this was just a cool thing as well, where you could basically have stakes. Since these people aren't necessarily from the 616 universe that we know, like you could actually kill off a character and receive great, like you could actually kill someone off and it they aren't going to be retconned later. It's just happened. So I thought that was also some stakes that we yeah. don't necessarily get to see in a normal X title. So I'm, I'm really torn between these two because I love them both in very different ways. I think if we're talking writing quality, X Club wins. But if we're talking about overall impact and then maybe what the X title sort of needed at the time, it was probably Exiles. So it's a, it's a tough, t- it's a toss up for me.
1: Rereading so it-, it, I didn't realize, but- remember one of our, one of our five uh, rubrics is queerness and under the, the queerness umbrella, we could definitely include the Madison Jeffries um, relationship with danger, which mm. is explored like crazy in this miniseries to the point where he actually has to come out as a mechophile being like, he's he's a human, I, I mean, a mutant. And she is a, as we all know, Danger, who Danger is, because we've read all X-Men Blue and everything. Um, they, and then she talks about how she, she in the series, she gives birth to this like otherworldly creature that has blah 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 torn itself through time etc etc anyways and she only she has to talk to Kavita Rao because she's another woman and she realizes herself that she is only self-identifying as a female because it's just an arbitrary thing because people have forced this gender upon her because of what she built herself to look like yeah which I found really fucking interesting I didn't really realize at my queerness level when i first read it i was gonna be like ah i'll just give it a two and then suddenly gender is like, oh shit is a construct like it a con really here. pulled through all that really interesting. gender is a
3: construct that xavier put together to test yeah. his students you
1: know <laughs> so uh, uh, really quickly
0: i know we need to keep moving on i'll just say um i liked exiles a lot when i first read it but i remember getting at some point getting like exhausted with the title i think around issue 10 or 12 uh and then rereading it like i remembered why and it was like, I think the reason why you liked it, Ryan, is because while it had, quote-unquote, stakes where, like, people from different universes could come in and, like, they could kill them off, it just became too easy of a plot device. It's like, oh, this person's never going to come back. I can just kill them off. It's like the it's like the old What If series that Marvel did. Mm-hmm. It's like they always ended with the world being destroyed or somebody getting killed because they didn't have to worry about continuity. They could just move on.
1: Yeah, it you know, was just so over and like, over.
0: Sorry, it was just over and over and over again, and like, yep. uh, It lasted a lot longer than X Club. X Club, it like, has a very limited uh, shelf life. But I just love the concept so much. Um, I just love these like little like scientific misfits that are like, you know, kind of X Men, but kind of not. And they're they have this like wonderful like reason to exist, but they're all just so fucking weird. It just it just feels more like X Men to me. And,
1: and as, as when Doctor punch punches someone in the face, he screams, "I'll put my science in you." <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay well with that let's uh we'll take the vote uh thumbs up if you believe exiles should go forward oh three to two decision yes exiles
4: forward
0: wow I How this-
4: read exiles though because i love a good permadeath
3: in all of my series <laughs> also if it if you just want a one off title exiles is
1: pretty good if yeah. you just like
3: want to not connect with the normal continuity it's pretty fun just totally. for, yeah.
1: for a while until they bring uh, beak into it
4: uh, I, yeah, I, when I saw the him on the cast list, I was less interested
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyways, next one, let's go slightly back in time. We were talking about one x factor, now we're going fast rewind three years to all new all different x factor, which was. Havoc, Polaris, Strong Guy, Wolfstein, Madro, Quicksilver, and Val Cooper. This is the first Peter David run of it. Larry Strowman is the illustrator. This is issues 71 through 130. And this is when they needed the. um, Once the X Men had way too many people, they shoved all their like also RANs, which are, as I said, Havoc, Polaris, and all them onto this new team. This team was created as government liaisons for the X Men, and they live in—I think—they live in Arlington. A lot of the stuff they do is around D.C. <laughs> is that just a fact you know, or what? <laughs> yeah, you know what—I saw them last fucking week. Yeah. Um, no. One they point, always get
0: the Applebee's in Arlington.
1: they <laughs> you know, whatever—it's somewhere around there. I don't remember. Anyways, um, <laughs> they go—they're going up against the Muir Island. Excalibur, which are Wolfsbane, Warlock, Nightcrawler, Megan, Captain Britain, Lockheed, and Kitty Pride, Amanda Sefton, Moira McTaggart, and Pete Wisdom. This is Excalibur 1995, 70 issues 76 through 125. Crater was Scott Lovedell at first, and then Warren Ellis is the one we're basically focusing on right now. And that is the team that we were talking about Excalibur. Most of them are gone. Now they're at New Island and it's dealing with all the legacy virus issues is kind of like one of the main plot points. Also, there's a new organization in town for like weird happenings, which is called Black Air and they're shady motherfuckers. And so Pete Wisdom do- joins the team to first work with them, but then take those fuckers down.
0: So um this was a tough choice for me because Warren Ellis is one of my favorite writers. I really, um, He's had a like hit or miss um, history with, with X-Men. There's some stuff in uh, this version of Excalibur that I really like, especially the introduction of Pete Wisdom, who is a great character. I liked his sort of weird, illicit romance with Kitty. Uh, I liked just how like dark and different it felt from the rest of the X titles. Like It was charting its own uh, identity. But it's going up against the first time Peter David wrote X-Factor, um, which was a very refreshing title, especially when... Uh, This was the launch of the Blue and Gold teams, the first time around, Rob Layfield and X-Force. Like, that era just felt very testosterone-heavy, very 90s, you know, uh, extreme era. Whereas, like, this X-Factor, it was funny and thoughtful, and it really kind of, like, dealt with some interesting issues. Um, Like, uh, the Legacy Virus stuff was introduced mostly in the X-Men titles, but, like, I think Peter David did a really nice job of, like, kind of... uh, delving into what it meant to, like, how how legacy virus uh, kind of mimicked HIV, um, especially in the early 90s. Um, It also dealt with stuff like, you know, if you could, um, you know, uh, change your child's DNA or abort your child, um, if you find out they were mutant, like, what would you do? Uh, Unfortunately, he never got a chance to finish that storyline because Marvel decided to, like, be chicken shit about it. But the fact that he wanted to do that, it just seems like... It was just really ahead of its time. I'd How have to it? give it to Peter David's uh, uh, X Factor. How did that end? Well, it didn't. It's like he got, he was booted off the title and it went to Scott Labdell and they just kind of like hand waved it away and um, it became much more of a generic title. There's good people on both
4: sides of the argument.
1: Yeah,
0: oh God. Um, <laughs> basic, basically.
1: When I, when I, I had never read this run of Excalibur before. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it. Like, I really liked it. I thought it was like, oh, this is gonna be easy. X, X Factor will fucking kill them. And now, now yeah. I'm like, literally my it's scores tough. are tied. So I have to like, think it out literally as it's happening almost. Yeah. Um, the one issue I had with the run of X Factor is that they the cultural references are so dated. It's absurd. Like, Rain's World, for Wolf Spain's name is Rain, but, like, she wears, like, a, a wear, uh, Wayne's World hat, and there's all this nonsense jokes about that. Hey, and that, like,
3: joke, that joke still holds up. I don't know what the, you're talking There about. are
1: quite a few really rough... Wait, like,
2: go back to the comic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: really, there are some parts that really just get me. And also, there the villains created in that series are insanely weak like the Hell's they Bells and the nasty boys and there are those three like relatives that die before they ever meet them and then there's the one um, annual where they come back and they're like we're your greatest villains ever and they're like we don't know who the fuck you are and that's kind of the point is that you don't even know who the fuck these people are like i think he was purposely making really shitty villains <laughs> and that annual it's- was his way of saying look
3: I completely agree. They're shitty villains, but have you ever had someone in your life that is so insignificant, yet they <laughs> cause so much fucking turmoil in everyone else's life? Like that- but enough oh. about
0: your ex-boyfriend,
3: Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan I Ryan, hope they're all listening. Um,
2: shoe pebble people. <laughs> you ever have a small people? stone in your shoe, and you're just like, I want to get rid of it, but you can't. I hope I can shake it out, but you can't. And it's still just fucking there. (laughs) Yeah,
3: It's sometimes worse than something that is a big problem. But for me, like X Factor being all new, all different, they truly did it with this. It's really a case of like both writers being phenomenal. So you're, Mm -hmm. you can kind of throw that out the window and you can really look at greater impact on the X-verse, maybe a little bit of queerness and also just like what, uh, what, like why are we why do we
1: want to actually fucking read this and I you, uh, the one other thing i was gonna say but before it, if it gets booted is that the the run of excalibur like made me miss europe so much because it is so well written in terms of, well he's a british writer like so real to the cultural culture over yeah. there like it was really interesting I, the way it's written the language is written like what happens in it was really impressive that,
3: yeah what are they like like oh no down. that'll take the train at least four <laughs> hours to get there do you mean <laughs> yeah, like that yeah, reference yeah, yeah. there's that sheet uh, boat ryan yeah.
2: ryan they called trains lorries let's
0: vote yeah let's, let's
2: vote. vote all right all in favor give a thumbs up if you think all new all different x factors should go forward uh, yeah you could also give a thumbs down uh, i think uh i think it should go forward so we are uh, three to two
1: no that's four to one no, right? four to one oh, it's
4: four to one, oh, four to one. I, I put his hand down
1: i was struggling. Adam does not even know what he's struggling. voting
4: on your on island video. is very iconic so i really
1: liked. Amazing. i i like that run a lot more than i thought i would it's right, good let's move it's on. really
0: good deal okay
1: all time? right so, we got we got our new one, Krakoa Marauders versus Dazzler's Extreme X-Men. Krakoa Marauders, as we know, are Kate Pride's team of of pirates dealing with what is going on. Ryan, you're going crazy. I'm dealing feeling a
3: lot of emotion. Dealing
1: with continue. ship, dealing with the shipping industry in <laughs> um, in, in current day Krakoa. Um, <laughs> the dumbest way to say it ever. Oh, sorry. Um. Anyways, that's Kate Pride, Emma Frost, Storm, Iceman, Bishop, and Pyro. That is currently ongoing. There are nine issues thus far. Creator Scary, Dugan and Matteo Loli. And um, they're going up against Dazzler's Extreme X-Men, which was a Greg Pak uh, created team of Dazzler, Sage, Howlett which is a Wolverine from a a gayer universe, Hercules as his gay lover, Corporal Scott Summers, who is a Scott Summers, Cyclops from old Western times, Kurt Wagner, who's a little like whirpy kid, Nightcrawler, and the detached head of an alternate evil Xavier. Um, The run was Extreme X-Men volume two, um, issues one through 13, and then it had a crossover with Age of Apocalypse and Astonishing X-Men, For another couple issues, and that was that was basically exiles. But evil Xavier's head was the one trying to get them to fix things, but he was actually helping, trying to get them to fuck shit up even more. So what's going on, Ryan Dazzler? What was that about? Um, I
3: I feel strongly about this, but I would like (laughs) someone else to speak
2: on this. Uh, Well, let me. Can I? If I can speak, I think I've already decided who I'm voting for with the Quote. Dealing with the shipping industry. <laughs> as soon as I said I I
3: know exactly who
2: I'm voting for. Those tariffs.
3: <laughs> and here's the thing. Okay, so Dazzler's uh, extreme. A extreme.
2: tariff, really? A tariff is the mutant of taxes. Go on. <laughs> did, did
3: you ever see that mutant tariff? He's the worst mutant ever. He's the worst. Terrible bull. <laughs> um anyway but okay so it's, it's very clear that i feel very drawn to the dazzler team i will talk on the other team though, because i i don't think it i think the current marauders even though i can't say it is a great team <laughs> i think it's queer i think it's great writing i think the team dynamic is wonderful i i don't have anything bad to say it i just i just think if we're talking about all on all of these levels. Dazzler's team that was not read very often and didn't get much pickup because you didn't have the main stars from the main 616 that tend to make sales go well. I think this was still uh, one of the best runs that I've ever read.
0: Um, Dazzler, Dazzler
1: do you really
2: mean one of the best runs you've ever read, or do you like it was a really well-told story that specifically suited you? Um, I, I think things can be two
3: things, Brent. So, <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm asking know, you to
2: parse between those two things. And I, and I
3: about, think, once again, the best it's a thing you ever diagram read? that could be overlapped.
0: Well, let, me, let me jump in. So uh, the Dazzler's Extreme X-Men is the best version of Exiles ever. Uh, Agreed. It yeah. is the yeah. best version. It didn't last long enough. It was delightful. However, Krakoa Marauders was such a pleasant surprise. Because I had kind of low expectations. Like, Jerry Dugan he has been an okay writer. I never really thought much of him before this title. I was like, what the hell is the Hellfire Trading Company? Why are they on the water? Why are they fucking pirates? Whatever. It is so fucking good. Every issue just brings me so much joy, and there's so much untapped potential here. Like I think if Extreme X-Men, Dowsers Extreme X-Men had gone on for longer, I think my vote would go there. But I think Marauders just has the potential to like kind of like just do amazing things uh in this Dawn of X era we'll, hopefully when we start getting uh comics back in the next few weeks uh we'll, we'll get to see like what some of the um uh the repercussions of the existing storylines are but I mean Marauders it's just it's just too good it's too good I, I haven't get really that. gone
1: to the point with Marauders that I really understand why certain characters are there yet like I don't know Finn why storms on the team. It's just here's the brother that's on there. No, no, uh, yeah, It's I don't know. It, it the, the team itself doesn't seem connected enough yet, for my taste. Uh, in terms of extreme X Men, Dazzler, This is the best Dazzler, Dazzler has ever been. It like makes her like top tier character, which probably people don't really think or realize if they haven't read the series. But it is fucking phenomenal in terms of just like character work for her itself. But also just, it has a functional, romantically attracted, kissing gay couple that are actually like a couple, not just some people they are like, smash, there you go. Like we had yeah. with Iceman suddenly kissing Christian Frost for no goddamn reason. Name, He's a name, thought. That's what is it? He's a thought. It's
3: fucking hot. And I'll tell you yeah. why. Because it's Hercules and Wolverine going at it. Mm-hmm.
1: Hercules, come on! Wolver- like it's everyone,
2: so good. Loves Hercules. Marvel Boy loves. Yeah. Hercules. <laughs> they're,
1: Hercules. they're making out as they just killed the giant dragon.
4: As, uh, that's what I do when I make
2: out. Is that not what you, guys, well, you do? Well, you see, right. You're playing
3: video games and you just somewhat killed the dragon. You
1: didn't finish the. <laughs> I've heard the, some
2: the really. I've heard some really compelling you, arguments for Dazzler.
1: The only the only reason I, I have against going, it is that. It, it got stuck in a horrible crossover with a really yes. bad Age of Apoc- Apocalypse miniseries and Margaret yeah. Lou's horrible run on Astonishing. Mm.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a very bad mark on, on, on the run. And it's, it's a big part of it because it only lasted 13 issues.
2: We should go ahead and vote. Vote. Yes. Yeah. All right. So all in favor of Krakoa Marauders going forward, give a thumbs up. It's three to two.
3: Like I argue have... always wait. What? Can, can <laughs> I just <laughs> give a so, can I can one. may I just say something? Everyone should read if you're queer at all, just fucking read yeah. this run. You're it's gonna good. love it. It's great. a great run. I think it's free on Marvel Unlimited right now. Just
2: read it. Ryan, you you made a good case. The only reason why I voted for Marauders is because Amen. I read and enjoyed it so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clark, let's do the last one. Okay, last one. Actually, before we do this one, before we do this one, I want to say the teams that are going up are the new Excalibur and the X-Factor, X-Factor Investigations. X-Factor Investigations was one of the most popular teams that any of the people filled out brackets for.
1: If this is Homo Superior, and this is the gayest thing This one going we forward against a
2: lot of levels.
0: Uh, I'm also gonna say, Clark. I you. I think you should talk about it, but I don't think there should be any debate. I think we could just vote because I don't think there will be any debate on oh, no, these no. too.:
1: All right. So well, then I can say that. it much. As, so this is between X Factor Investigations, my favorite series of all time. Uh, characters are Multiple Man, Layla Miller, Siren, Wolf Spain, M. Richter, Shatterstar, Darwin, Strong Guy, Longshot, Havok, Polaris, Pit the <laughs> it started off with the Madro Run 1 through 5 uh, miniseries. Then it was X Factor Volume 2 from one, one, hun- excuse me, 1 through 150 and then 200 to 262. It went for eight years. Peter David was the creator. And then there were a bunch of great artists. Uh, Pablo Raimondi was the first one. My favorite was Emanuela Aman- uh, Lopetino. And then Larry Stroman came back from the All New All Different for a couple issues. And his animation was even more bizarre than it had been before. And we're going up against New Excalibur, which is Chris Claremont's um, last horrible Excalibur version. And that is Captain Britain, Heat Wisdom, Juggernaut, Dazzler, Nocturne, and Sage. And then at some point, uh, Chris Claremont had a stroke in there, so he was gone for like...
2: (laughs) Not while writing. I want to make that clear. It's not while writing. Can I also say... No, 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 no. no. When you were listing the names, it sounded like you were listing strippers to come out on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Juggernaut,
1: Dazzler, Nocturne,
2: and Sage. <laughs> Captain Britain, Sage. Juggernaut. What is, <laughs>
4: Juggernaut's going to be a big old stripper. Make sure to tip your queens.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, yes, no, he did, Chris Claremont did have a stroke and um, he was replaced for um, like eight, eight issues while he recuperated. And then when he came back, um, he gave Nocturne a stroke in a two-issue mini series. I mean two issue story. A meta. Yep. And then Frank Thierry was the one who replaced him.
4: Stroke victims need representation too, Claire. So I'm I not I'm just that.
1: saying a statement of fact. I am telling you the <laughs> facts of this situation.
4: Don't stroke chase the facts, ma'am. I All
1: don't right. want to no debate, but one thing I just want to add.
0: Uh, 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 Clark, why is the X in Madrox silent? Because you keep I don't know because I switch it back and forth. I think I it's Madrox. I think it's Madrox.
1: I like to make him sound all fancy. Madro. Ma- is this Ma- the Ma- time Ma- that you live in Ireland, that
2: but you know? Madro. He
1: just sounds Madro, angry. Like,
2: in, in French, in French, you don't have OX often. Like Madro would be. E-A-D-E-A-U-X. Yeah. Yeah. Where do I get That's it from? Great.
1: I mean, I, 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 call, I say Polaris wrong, too. What do you say? Well, it's supposed to be Polaris. Polaris. <laughs> it's supposed to be
4: Polaris. It, I, the, uh, the IS is silent, so it's Polair.
2: Well, I've been saying it wrong. <laughs> That's just Po. I've been uh, saying
3: Mark. With,
2: <laughs> with, with all
3: of that said, thank you for all that input. it's um i think the new excalibur brand is probably one of the worst brands of fucking the it was so bad it was so bad it it made me dislike dazzler if we're talking about the Mm. best dazzler storyline with extreme what it made me not like her with new excalibur but she can die all the time
2: no more debate no more debate we're throwing it to a vote and uh everyone put your thumbs up. Oh my gosh, X Factor Investigations is moving forward.
1: <laughs> wow. I will say, I will say one thing.
0: Um, it it ruined the brand of Excalibur so much that Paul Cornell's run it was gonna be called Excalibur and Marvel was like, This yes. is tainted, we yeah. gotta call yeah. it Captain Britain and MI 13. And they it was fucking Excalibur. amazing. They uh, had to be great. away from it for like 10 years
3: to even recover. It's ridiculous. Yes.
2: Yeah. All right, so uh uh, who would like to read off who won? If not, if no one, it may.
1: I will do. Yep. Okay, so winners it, are going to, it's going to be for next time, it's going to be Original X-Factor versus the War of Kings Starjammers. It's going to be X-Statics versus the Original Excalibur. It's going to be X-Club versus the all-new, all-different X-Factor. It's going to be Krakoa Marauders versus X-Factor Investigations.
4: Mm. and next Absolutely. week
1: uh we are doing on may 14th
4: paramilitary your ex forces and such
1: so we just <laughs> went through my version of my weird self now we're going to go through my version of my murderous self because i'm in charge of that one too we're going to be watching this whole
4: bracket to see if murder or weird will win out and i'm on that side for all of us yeah.
2: <laughs> And that's the age-old Clark question. Yeah. So, uh, Don't <laughs> know. You you can find us on all the stuff: Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you have any uh, things you hate about our choices, you can fuck right off. No, this matters.
0: Uh, Happy birthday, Brent! Yes, yes
2: thank yeah, you. Bye. Happy birthday! We've been home superior. Yeah, Goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm.